Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Sitting here with Thomas P. Dorian. Yes, he is sir. for Patrick. It is. And, of course, Sam Z. Rodriguez. Z is for Ziggy. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you guys are here, Ziggy and Patrick, because we got a great a great show today. Because it's, it's Thanksgiving time. It is. Right. I, I don't, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. And I love the holidays. I love the kickoff of the holidays. And in my family, and maybe in so many other families, Thanksgiving is a, is a time we start that. Because like right around the corner, it's going to be Advent, the new liturgical year. Uh, and of course, there's, there's Christmas and all the great things that happen. Main thing uh, in is turkey, season. though. You can have Ziggy Listen, and myself gonna, over for some turkey. I, I'll tell you what. The you know turkey, I live for that turkey. Oh, that's some good turkey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we did a whole show about Ziggy that, didn't we? had any. Yeah, we'll have to give him some. Oh, I, you know, I don't know if we should give him some because it might ruin his it'll life. It'll never be the same. No, it'll change everything. It but anyway, all that aside, <laughs> you know, uh, so we go from like a happy thought of Thanksgiving. We go from a happy thought of Thanksgiving. And, and I asked this sort of rhetorical question of how can we be thankful in a time like this? And we, we, we have a very, very divided world. And, and I would just say that our experience, in, like, say, in the United States of America, I don't think it's, it's ever been as divided. I think it's more divided now than it was during the Civil War days. I, I'm mm. going to be honest with you. You and think so? I'm just saying, if you, because our division now is almost like a cancerous one, right? It's, it's like an invisible, unseen hatred and and bigotry and it's just the the things that we thought it's kind of like to me like polio it's Mm. gone right we've eradicated but then cases show up Mm -hmm. right and and it's like wait i thought this was gone i thought bigotry was gone i thought racism was gone i thought uh you know all these things were gone instead we have all this stuff the 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 political world has just been nuts in the last Mm. four or five years i mean i think the last election was crazy and and just to bring it up brings um, this feeling of angst and you know yeah. your heart starts beating fast and of course uh, the midterm elections you know it's just more um, uh, issues that, that divide us and of course you know we can't leave the, the church out the scandals in the church uh, and I think we're in for some really bumpy road ahead right maybe right. the next 10 or 20 years because now there's going to be persecutions prosecutions there's going to be lights shown in every corner and uh the cockroaches will scatter, but at the same time, they're, they're, you know, we're going to see more uh, exposure of hurt and hate and, and just cover-ups. And it's like, it's ugly, right? It and, then, and then just this, maybe the non-political stuff, but like, you know, pipe bombs showing up. Well, that's political mm. because it's like, so someone sends these bombs in the mail to Democrats, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody shoots at a bunch of Republicans, mm-hmm. right? And then some uh, tortured soul, some um, horrible person goes and kills people in a synagogue. And you look at this and you go like, what's going on? Right. So in the meantime, you know, we're going to sit in our homes and we're going to have family around us, people that love us. And we're going to, we're going to toast and we're going to eat some turkey and some pumpkin pie. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but I am going to say that it's, it's like increasingly difficult to have Thanksgiving in such a divided world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I thought we should do a show maybe where we're united in thanks now, and I'm just going to tell you the sort of like biblical references that I want to kind of, I want to springboard off of here. Um, first, I want to go uh, to Matthew chapter 5. 
right? Verses okay. 23 and 24. Where the Lord, this is a Sermon on the Mount. He just gave us the Beatitudes. He's telling us all this great stuff that we need to know. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, so if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Mm. Now think about that for a second. So before you have your Thanksgiving dinner, let's just settle all the problems we have in the world. You know, that's why we do the sign of peace at Mass. Wow. Right? And, and Mass, this is the Eucharist. It's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Essentially, we're talking about Eucharist, and we're talking about Thanksgiving. Before we have our Thanksgiving, every time we show up in, the, in a Catholic church, we're asked to do the sign of peace. And there's something really deep there about, you know, and we, we reach around to our family and friends, and a little smile on our face, little little high five, little handshake with the little junior next to you on this side, and some pretty girl on the other side over there. You can feel free to give her a little high five. You know, you're thinking that uh, you know that's what we're doing at mass, right? Sometimes we may we may not think how deep and profound that sign of peace is supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I will say though, growing up, though, it was an opportunity for me as a young man to meet some pretty girls. But that's not what we should be doing when we're at Mass. But I just, I want us to focus like, well, so what is the deal there? Right? And then there's uh, Jesus' priestly prayer. The prayer he prays in the garden at Gethsemane. As he is literally getting ready to be taken and beaten, you know, scourged, stripped, you know, put, made to carry this cross and then put to death on this cross. That he knows all that stuff is coming. And in the 17th chapter of John, as he's, as he's praying in the garden, he says this, he says, I am coming to thee, Holy Father, keep them in thy name, which thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. So it's Jesus' prayer that we're one. Mm-hmm. We're told by Jesus to, to make peace with our brother or our sister before we come and give thanks and give our offering. So how is it, Sam, put you on the spot, that sure. we can have a Thanksgiving dinner? How can, we, how can we frame our Thanksgiving this year? differently than maybe we've done it in the past how can we do something different what can we focus on that's going to bring unity right so unity in our thanksgiving well one thing that comes to mind is to focus on the fact that god is bigger than all of our problems all the problems in the world god is god is never surprised by any of our sins or any of our mistakes and he has a perfect plan that takes all of our sins and all of our mistakes and all the sins and all the mistakes of everybody else in the world into account. And that none of us could have the capacity to throw off God's plan for us. And as surprised and disheartened as we might be uh, by the current state of affairs, we are given reason by our faith to trust that God's got it all taken into account. And he's bigger than all of it, no matter what. Right, so and one way in which we can make peace with our brother is really make peace with the Lord, realize his bigness, Yes. right, and that, that, that he's watching over us. So that's, that's one thing we can do, um, certainly, I, and, I, and I agree. It's a conscious effort on our part that as we're praying before our Thanksgiving meal, maybe we consciously mention the, the largeness, the awesomeness of our God. Right, that he's watching over us. And one other thing that comes to mind, by the way, is the power of confession, the Mm. sacrament of reconciliation. You know, for us, if we have something against our brother, not even just the brothers that might be gathered around us in the table. If have we ever stopped to ask ourselves, "Hey, do my politics build me up with bitterness? Do sometimes maybe my spiritual spiritual practices build me up with bitterness or any sort of spiritual pride?" 
that's not what God wants from our spiritual life. That's not God, what God wants from our, our, our participation in the in politics and the civic life. And we can take things like that into confession. And Sam, are you suggesting that some of the division in the world might be our own fault? Is that what's going on here? Because I think you're right. <laughs> there might be some divisions within our own heart that might yeah. need some healing first. Good stuff. Wow. So go, so go to confession before you go eat your turkey. Yeah, I that's think one so. way to make peace with your brother, yeah. and that way we can give thanks for God's mercy. Amen, amen. So another one I'd like to talk about is you were talking about understanding that God is bigger, and that's a realization on our part. But I think there's another realization that we need to um, we need to believe what Jesus said when He promised He would send the Holy Spirit upon the church, mm. and what the Holy Spirit does for us is is really amazing. And sometimes we don't give Him enough credit. Or we don't we don't give ourselves over to him enough. Let's say it that way, because the the, the Holy Spirit is essentially can be doing an invisible work of God, mm-hmm. right? He can be working on the scene to do to be healing, even when we don't recognize that like that he is. We might not have eyes to see. We might not be able to see where God is in the mess, but we have reason to believe that he's there and he's working and the question becomes are we going to cooperate or are we going to get in the way it takes a conscious effort on our part to give ourselves over to the holy spirit yes right because the holy spirit is not going to invade your heart Mm. now we ask if we ask the holy spirit to come upon us he will right Um, but if we set up all these boundaries and borders and walls uh and we we protect ourselves against the holy spirit it's going to be a lot harder for him to do his work in our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's powerful stuff that the Holy Spirit can do when we ask him to come upon us. He can comfort us if we're feeling down and disheartened by what's going yeah. on in the world or in our lives. He can also uh, guide us if we have no, we've lost all sense of direction. We may not be able to have it all figured out. But guess what? We never will have it all figured out. But God will show us what our next step needs to be if we surrender it to him. Yeah, see, that'll make Thanksgiving dinner a lot better if we re- if we invite the Holy Spirit to dinner as well, don't you think? Oh, yes, I mean, because I think I think He loves turkey. I'm just <laughs> I'm suggesting that, but but I, I do think we underestimate this this power of the Holy Spirit, and I, I think um, we've done shows on prayer before and how easy it is to pray to the Father, right? When you want to move a mountain, you want to cure cancer, you want to get a job, you want whatever, you want your kid back in the church, whatever impossible task there is. You go to the Father. You go to Dad. Dad will take care of business. And certainly if you have problems with a, a co-worker or a friend at work, if, you, if you're struggling with something yourself, you want somebody to walk with you, someone who f- has felt pain like you feel pain and who knows uh, like the way to go, the way to walk. And so it's easy for us to pray to Jesus, right, to walk with us, to be our, our brother in all of our difficulties in life. And, and certainly the Father and the, and the Son are great persons to pray to. But so often we forget about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? So if we're trying to heal divisions in our country, in our world, in our family, if we're trying to have a better Thanksgiving, if we're trying to have a unifying dinner, we need to have a unifying spirit and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us and be that, that, that unification that we so desperately need. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we're all on board with that one. So uh, we have more to talk about. We've talked about God being bigger. We've talked about the Holy Spirit uh, and His great work. We've talked about the power of the confessional. Um, these are all ways in which we can make this a truly blessed Thanksgiving 
not just a day to eat turkey. I'm in on the turkey. I love the turkey. But there's so much more about what we can do in unity and uh, uh, in, in giving thanks in unity um, this year especially that our, our country and our world need uh, desperately need healing. We have more to talk about. We're going to talk about some more ways in which we can find that unity. Um, but before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website thecatholiccafe.com also I would love to hear from you Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com also you need to uh, like us find us on Instagram on Facebook and Twitter yes right please follow us and share our stuff as well exactly right right okay so all that said uh, there's more to do when we get back so we'll see you in a minute And this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez and Thomas P. Dorian, and we are talking about Thanksgiving. We are. Talking about giving thanks and what that actually means. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we talk about how divided the world is and how horrible everything is, and let's eat turkey. We'll solve all of our problems by eating turkey. Um, and so how how you can make your Thanksgiving a little more meaningful. And I think that what the world needs is this kind of Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah? So we're going down the kind of list. And we, we talked about how um, r- your realization that God is bigger than all the problems in the world put together, that God can – we really need to trust him, that he can do it. If there's anything – in this world that's going to make this world a better place, it's Him, Mm -hmm. right? It's that supernatural grace that comes from Him. And, of course, we talked about um, the power of the confessional, Mm -hmm. that sometimes realizing that we are some of the bearers of bad tidings, that we ourselves, uh, you know, create some of the stress and the problem in the world, but then also, even within ourselves, that we become enslaved uh, to some of that negativity, to, to really just some of that sin. The confessional is just a great way to sort of just bust everything loose. It's like the guy that comes in and does the uh, duct cleaning in your air conditioning system. You know, mm-hmm. you'll stop. You'll no, no more sniffles. You know, no more allergies and problems and all that kind of stuff. Just blow all that stuff out of there. So that's what we do in confession, and I think that's a great opportunity to make it a better Thanksgiving to have the confessional, mm-hmm. uh, and then certainly the Holy Spirit and recognizing just the the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit that that um, the invisible work of grace um, and to trust in the Holy Spirit um, certainly to, to seek the Holy Spirit for comfort and, and consolation especially in times of trial and darkness and the issues that we might experience and then allow the Holy Spirit to be our guide to trust the Holy Spirit in leading us in the way mm. right closer to Jesus so those are some some things we talked about already uh, in in making this a better Thanksgiving and I think Another way we can talk about here is that we need to allow God to surprise us. We need to let Jesus surprise us. You know, isn't it nice when you get surprised? Like, you know, you come home and it's like, well, no, I don't like surprise parties. I, I don't like that. But I need to remember that. Yeah, so yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. But, but I do like when it's like, you know when you find that $20 bill under the couch? <laughs> Or, it's a nice or in a winter coat, it's like the cold weather. You get the winter yeah. coat, it's like twenty bucks. I'm rich, you know. You know, there's just, there's. I like surprises like that. Yeah. You know, there's a quote by Saint John on the cross, roughly translates to "Memory is the enemy of hope," mm. and that when we get stuck on how we remember things, we can sometimes. Uh, you know, a lot of times, if, especially if there's a some drama between us and another person. We're either remembering things, remembering ourselves too charitably or, or, or remembering them too harshly, mm-hmm. and that sometimes we have to let go of how we remember things. And that's not just an individual relationship, but we rather than look at all the strife in the world and box things in and say, ah, oh, well, this is just how things are. We just live in a sad world where there's no room for hope. No, let God surprise us. And yeah. let God surprise others through us as Amen. vessels of Amen. his love. Amen. Amen. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's so beautiful that on his march to Golgotha, you know, he, he says, behold, I make all things new. Mm. You know? And so it's like, let's let him make things new. Let this be a new Thanksgiving. Right? Yes. A new opportunity of grace. And I think that, uh, I, I think he can heal the world. 
Yes. In fact, if there's anything that can heal the world, it's only going to be him. If there's anything that will unify the world, it's what he did for us on the cross. And and I think if we understand the power of that supernatural grace, if we allow that to be part of our lives, if we allow ourselves to be pleasantly surprised by that, mm. good things will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's another one, and that is, uh, it's, it's in our liturgy, and if you, you remember right before we receive um, uh, Eucharist, Right, we go to communion. We 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 have the the priest prays essentially. Um, I you know Jesus said that I, I leave you my peace, peace I, my peace I give you. Mm. And so so just that that offering of peace and realizing where peace comes from. Sam, where does peace come from? Money? No. Cable? No. TV? No. no. Okay, so it doesn't come from like an electronic store. No. No. So where does peace come from, Sam? <laughs> from Jesus Christ within us. Amen, brother. You know, not from the external stuff. Not right. from the stuff that's out of our control that could go haywire. No. Yeah. It's just yeah. within Christ. Yeah, so, so all you folks that are listening to like white noise to go to sleep or thunderstorms, which I do every once in a while, you know, there's something peaceful about nature in that regard. But you always need to understand that that, that nature comes from supernature, right? That, mm. that, that Jesus, that God is, is the author of all of the peace that comes that way. And I, and I can't help when we talk about peace and talk about Jesus. When those were his first words to the apostles in the upper room after the resurrection. He didn't say, guys, it's me. Look, no, no, really, it's me. He didn't do that. Mm. He just looked at them and he said, peace be with you. Because their knees were knocking, the door was locked for fear of the Jews. It was a bad time. In the early church, mm-hmm. everything was over, it was done, and he brought peace. Mm-hmm. And so in all of our division, in our country, in our families, in our world, this Thanksgiving, let there be peace on earth. Let there be peace in your Thanksgiving meal as you pass the mashed potatoes. I mean, peace be with you. I mean, that could actually be something you say every time you pass a food on Peace be with you. Peace be with you. But don't, br- idea, don't bring the food to, uh, to mass with you. And Christ said, blessed are, blessed are the peacemakers. There you go. Exactly right. So all you cooks out there, you're making peace when you're making that big dinner. So that's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. So now here's another thing that's important. And I think this one is, um, it's also in our liturgy. Uh, and this is more of a, a, a command or an admonition. It's more of a like, we don't got a choice, mm. right? Because it, it says this in every preface before the Eucharistic prayer, after we say, uh, we, we, we say it's right and just, he says, it is right and just always and everywhere to give thanks. It's right and just always and everywhere. So there, what that means, if you kind of dissect that, there is never a time <laughs> and there is never a place where it is wrong to give thanks. Right. And, and we're always obliged to give thanks, not just when we're up for it. That's right. It's not like, oh, I don't feel like it. The Lord will understand. It's no, no. It's, it is right and just. Right? It is right and just. You got to do it. Always and everywhere. It's like, okay, now that's a challenge. So our feelings, our mood, it doesn't obviate our duty to give thanks, you're saying? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly right. Don't, don't go. Now, you know what? We are humans, and we have feelings. I understand that. But yes. What happens, Tom, what happens when we give in to our feelings too often? What, what do our feelings sometimes take us? Happy places or no, bad places? No, I think places? it's the bad places. Sometimes obviously. they do. Now, not always. I mean, when you, when you have that feeling of love the first time you cast eyes on Cindy, Right. You know, right. um, that's a good thing, right? Absolutely. But then if you were thinking other thoughts about Cindy, right, that and, and your feelings could take you to a bad place that's really exactly quickly. Right. So we have to be careful with feelings. 
right, right? Right. So, but if we're always seeking the peace in whatever situation we're in, mm. and we realize that it's right and just, always and everywhere to give thanks, to be thankful, that 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 changes things. It's, not, it's like that takes feelings out of the equation, and now it's like you know what? This is what we're supposed to do. Why are you doing that? Because we're supposed to. We're giving God room to move. Exactly right. Because if we're going to talk about trusting Him and all these things and, and saying that there's, there's this invisible grace at work with the Holy Spirit and that God is bigger than all the problems, we actually have to give ourselves over to that. Mm-hmm. It is right and just, always and everywhere, to give sure. thanks for all of that. So that's just one more way in which you can make this a very special Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so we'll say it's all right and just, always and everywhere, to give thanksgiving to your family, right? Um, and then I would say that uh, another one, um, is to reject all drama. Mm. You know, this is this is hard sometimes. Don't we always sort of gravitate towards the drama? Oh, sure. We want we want to we want to like light the fire. We want to tell people what we think. And we, we in America, we love to get up on our soapbox. Right? We vote with our wallets and our feet. And we don't want to tell people like we don't like what this bishop said or did. We don't like what this priest said or did. We don't we don't like what the pope said or did. And we're so quick. We're so quick to to make things dramatic. And again, that's part of the emotion thing, but the drama can be destructive. I used to be addicted to drama at one point in my life, and God helped break me out of that. Yeah. And you what, were a you were a tree in the school play, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. You were very very good. No one does an oak like like Sam does. <laughs> but, but one of the things in terms of that God helped me see the this addiction to drama and how I was always getting caught up in drama. I saw that I drew a false sense of relevance from the drama. Hmm. I hadn't I hadn't gotten to that place where I really accepted God's love and really loved myself. Uh, and, and so it was, I'm relevant because what this person did to me. I'm relevant because I was hurt. Right. As opposed to, I'm relevant because I was loved into existence mm, by a perfect very God. Good. Very good. That's beautiful. It is. You know, and I'm going to end with this last one. Mm. And, and, and I love this, the, the little way of St. Therese, the little flower. You know, and, and just the concept of a little way and realize that if we want to give thanks, we can actually do it. We can fix all the ills and the problem through the peace and the, the grace of, of God Almighty. But by doing it one step at a time, baby mm. steps, little steps, changing our life in little ways, one step at a time. That is a way that will revolutionize this world and would change everything and I think bring peace to the world. You know, we don't have to solve every problem. We don't have to cure cancer with every, you know, word that we speak. But if we can just like bring one little peaceful moment, uh, if, if, we can, if we can tear down one obstacle, you know, one piece of bigotry or hatred, if we do that one step at a time, it'll be a beautiful Thanksgiving. Amen. And no show about Thanksgiving would be complete without giving thanks to our Blessed Mother. Amen. Right? Amen. Thank to our Blessed Mother. Pray for us this Thanksgiving and every Thanksgiving. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.